0: You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing pulp therapy in pediatric dentistry, specifically new treatment modalities for successful pulpotomies as well as indirect and direct pulp caps. We're talking with Dr. Lance Kisby, board certified in pediatric dentistry and a master of the Academy of General Dentistry. He is a national speaker and author and brings over 30 years of clinical, practical, and teaching experience on many topics and issues in pediatric dentistry. Dr. Kisby, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk.
1: Uh, Thank you, uh, Phil. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So, formicreosol has been around a long time, and it is still being used today. Why are we moving away from it? And tell us about biodentin.
1: Uh, Very good question. To get a better understanding about uh, the answer to that question, to to uh, realize where formicreasol creosol came from. Uh, about 1904, uh, Buckley came up with this formula of 19% formaldehyde and 35% creosol. So yes, it was a gold standard until we came up with new things. And why? Uh, and now we're sort of in a different phase of pulp therapy. Uh, former creosol is kind of controversial, and because of that, uh, we're looking for newer and better things. For example, it's been shown to be a uh, Distributed systemically. Myers and Pashley uh, in the 70s and 80s did elegant work with uh, beagle uh, teeth and showed that uh, within 30 minutes, it, uh, former saw will get out through the apex of the teeth and be uh, distributed systemically. It's toxic, it's a known carcinogen, mutagenic, it's able to go to distant sites when it gets into the bloodstream. As I said, within 30 minutes, it goes out through the apex. And also sensitizes the immune system. So in the in the old days, we concentrated on devitalization, which was uh, using former creosol electrosurgery. Then they went to a system whereby we wanted to do preservation, and that's when in the nineteen eighties, seventies, they were using glutaraldehyde and ferric sulfate, fifteen point five percent. And now we're getting more into a regenerating regeneration of uh, and saving the pulp by regenerating uh, a dental bridge. And we do that with the tricalcium silicates, including the uh, new one biodentin.
0: Initially, former creosol was for mummifying the pulp, was it not?
1: Uh, that's exactly because of the high level of formaldehyde, essentially mummifies and uh, like embalms the uh, pulp tissue.
0: Right. So for the primary teeth, that's not recommended anymore. Just curious are dentists still using former creosol for that purpose?
1: Yes, it was a very interesting uh, survey. Uh, personally, uh, yes, probably more than 70 80%. There was an interesting study done by Adair where he looked, uh, did a survey to dental schools and pedo residencies across the United States and wanted to know are they still using pediatric, are they still using former creosol and why. Mm-hmm. Uh, half of the dental schools and half of the programs in 2008 were still using former creosol, but you're not going to believe this, Phil. The reason why was not because it was better or it was good, it was because it was cheaper.
0: So they continue to mummify the pulp, and that's basically how they treat exposures of the pulp on primary teeth. So you're going to be talking about a different approach to what you want to achieve regarding the pulpal tissue when you have an exposure of the primary teeth.
1: So we're now into uh, our third phase of uh, vital pulp therapy in primary teeth, and we can get into later about permanent teeth. Uh, use the healing ability and powers of vital primary pulp when you have a carious exposure and you do the pulpotomy as one normally would. So instead, we're uh, getting the pulp tissue to use its own healing powers, for lack of a better word, and use a tricalcium silicate, in this case, biodentin where you mix that up in a triturator, You put it over the, uh, after you've done the pulpotomy, you put it in direct contact with the uh, pulp tissues uh, that you see at the orifices uh, of the floor of the pulp. And within 30 days, you get a dentinal bridge. And now you're getting the pulp to heal itself again after the initial onslaught of the carous exposure.
0: Now, what happens if the exposure is caused by infection, such as in a carous exposure, and the child has moderate to severe pulpitis?
1: Well, uh, there's two parts uh, two two parts to that question. And one of it being, I have still have friends of mine saying, well, if I have a pulp, uh, primary pulp that I've done a pulpotomy and it continues to bleed and bleed in five minutes, seven minutes, you can't control the bleeding with a sterile cotton pellet. Uh, I'll put in a form of creosol and it'll get the bleeding to stop. And I come back and say, you missed the point. The point is, if you get chronic and constant bleeding in primary teeth, it's a pretty good indication that the pulp is uh, irreversible pulpitis and it's hyperemic is on its way out. Mm-hmm. So all you're doing is masking the bleeding to get it to stop, but you still haven't... Uh, realize that you have a necrotic pulp developing and it's irreversible.
0: So in that case, what's the best treatment?
1: uh, You have two choices. One of them is uh, to do conventional endodontics, uh, you know, file and obturate. A couple of uh, issues with that. One of it is uh, the anatomy of primary molars is a lot different than permanent molars. At the floor of the uh, pulp chamber, and primary molars are several hundreds to thousands of minute that they've seen on a scanning electron microscope. They've seen, uh, you can see accessory canals that go right from the floor of the pulp chamber to the bifurcation area. There's no way you can clean those out. They're just way too small. So you can do the world's best endo, and but still leave necrotic tissue behind and your endo is going to fail. Uh, the other thing is because of this, doing conventional endodontic root canals, which I'm trained to do, uh, has a high failure rate. So you have two choices. Do conventional endodontics, but tell the parents this may not work. It could be anywhere from one day to whatever. Number th- two, it um, your other choice is to do extraction. And then you have other problems associated with that, which is um, a space that may... When you extract primary teeth too early, the permanent tooth ten, tends to come in two years later, so they're coming out of order, out of sequence. And so you have to put in space maintainers, you have to wash the space, you have to worry about hygiene and all this. So the secret is to proper diagnosis, getting a good history of the pain, radiographic interpretation, do a great clinical exam, uh, evaluate the exposure site. Healthy pulp does not bleed, so if you do a car- have a carious exposure and it does not bleed... That's a good sign that it's very vital and your, uh, in this case, uh, bio-dent and pulponomy work really well. You have to also keep in mind that children are poor historians, and they're not good at relating how bad the toothache is or was and what tooth is. I've had people come to the office, and my mom swear it was on the upper right and fight with the child, and the child would say it was on the lower left. So uh, you have to be sort of a Sherlock Holmes. So the secret is the correct diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And you'll either have a successful pulpotomy, or you're going to end up having to do the endo, which has a poor, very poor success.
0: So, if you do the complete endo treatment in the case of the hyperemic pulp, what is the recommended obturation material? Uh, as we know, the primary tooth resorbs, so uh, we won't be looking at gutta percha, I assume.
1: Uh, correct. That's that's the uh, question of the day. Uh, you can't use a conventional gutta percha because that doesn't resorb. You need mm-hmm. something that's soft and resorbable. Um, there's uh, some material up there uh, by a company called Pulp Dent, and it's a presser syringe technique where it's a powder liquid mix. It's sort of a ZOE material with some um, resin balsam from a balsam fir from Canada, and it's biologically c- compatible as well as it will resorb as the root resorbs.
0: So one key indication for BioDentin, based on our discussion, is for a pulp exposure on a primary tooth where there is not excessive bleeding. Um, tell us what BioDentin is made of and how to apply it.
1: It's uh, it's a tricalcium silicate. It has a powder and liquid. It actually comes in uh, very fine powder, like sort of like baking flour. It comes in a capsule, like a double spill amalgam spill. You take the cap off. You snip with it. Comes a little. A uh, plastic container about the size of a pea, P, two peas, Snip off the tip of it. Put in five. Take off the cap. Put in five drops of accelerator. Put the cap back on. Mix it for twenty seconds. It has a At the end of twenty seconds, you take the cap off, and take it out with a uh, instrument of your choice. It sort of has a consistency of bubble gum. So it's soft and loose, but has some firmness to it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you put it on. You can roll it up into a ball. It has. Uh, about a six to ten minutes setting time, so so that is like concrete at the end of six to ten minutes. So it's real in, in world of pedo. That's actually kind of fast. So you roll up in a ball, put it at the end of your uh, so say amalgam condenser, mm-hmm. and you able to put it in the pulp chamber, tap it into tap it into over the orifices, tap it such that it's in direct contact with the pulp tissue, and then after that you. Uh, Put a glass helmet cement on top, and then you restore appropriately. So it has actually a lot of uses. Uh, it was originally designed, believe it or not, as a dent and replacement, like for deep carries, you put it in there. The beauty of this is that it creates a great seal. In the old days, where we were talking about former Coriasol before, in those days when I was in my residency, we would put former cell for four minutes, take it out, we mix up some IRM or ZOE, we put it into the pulp chamber, and then restore it. Well, You, being an endodontist, you would know that IRM and ZOE leaks like a sieve. And I think uh, we got a lot of a bad rap for these procedures not working. And it really wasn't the procedure, per se, is that we were using materials after we did the pulpotomy that made, uh, that created microleakers so that the bacteria and saliva would get into underneath the uh, ZOE or IRM and the pulpotomy in this case, in this case. But the beauty of this uh, biodentin is... Um, it does a great seal over the orifices and direct contact with the pulp tissue and with the dentin, and you get no leakage, which is what makes it such a great material. It was actually done as, a, as I said, for a dentin replacement for deep, uh, deep lesions as a base or insulator.
0: So the biodentin material is placed directly on top of the exposure. Then we can place glass anomer followed by a top layer of composite resin?
1: Yeah, you can put composite um, in 2008 in pediatric dentistry. AAPD's journal. Um, chambers showed that if you have enough tooth structure, you don't necessarily have to do a stainless steel crown all the time, which actually makes good sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, you put glass cement on top of that. Why? Because that also gives you another barrier with a direct uh, beautiful seal with the dentin of your prep. So you have it on the bo- bottom of this sort of sandwich. You have Biodentin over the pulp tissue with a great seal on top of that you put glass iron or cement that has a great seal and it's hard and on top of that you would put composite and the beauty of this by putting composite kills a couple of birds with one stone if you want to do composites as you know you have to do this in millimeter or two millimeter increments which could take forever and by bringing it all the way up to the DJ now only have to do one or two layers of composite so you get the patient in and out the former caries, you know, you had to sit there for four minutes while the former caries always working.
0: Yeah, and with kids in the chair, time is certainly a big factor. Um, so, how moisture tolerant is BioDentin?
1: Uh, BioDentin is very moisture tolerant because uh, it's in direct contact with pulp tissue and um, does the sealing properties that way. And you can put glass fiber cement, and you can direct and you can bond composite to it directly.
0: So, what are some of the other uses of BioDentin?
1: Uh, the other uh, uses are for indirect pulp cap, which has gotten a lot of attention, especially with uh, Carl and the late Sue Seal. Um, it was a great uh, uh, reference for this, the uh, July 2008 issue of the Journal of Endodontics, where they talked about this, uh, not only for pulpotomies, but also for indirect pulp caps, where they've discussed in that article uh, that that issue, that uh, journal, mm-hmm. that it has a greater success rate at the end of seven years. android uh, pulp caps at the end of seven years have a success rate of about 92 to 94%. Pulpotomies, regardless of the method, materials, and the technique that you use, depending on the study you read, at the end of seven years has a success rate of about 35 to 50%. So there's actually no reason why you would be doing pulpotomies these days. So it's good for pulpotomies on primary teeth. Good for indirect pulp caps, and direct pulp caps, which we do a lot of, believe it or not, in uh, pedo due to trauma. Kid playing soccer fractures uh, size the ledge of tooth number eight. Exposed uh, fractures enamel dentin with a pulp exposure. And the beauty of biodentin dentin is it does not stain the teeth as other materials uh, like MTA will do. So.
0: Sure, with fractures, the immediate placement of a direct pulp cap has a much better success rate since the pulp hasn't had a chance to become inflamed and, of course, uh, infected subsequently. When you talk about indirect pulp caps, we're talking about permanent teeth as well, correct?
1: Yes, uh, primary and permanent teeth. And you ha- uh, as a pediatric dentist, you know and they would understand that I see a lot of kids with large caries, uh, age six, six and a half. And I don't want to do the endo on a molar if I can avoid it. And at this age, they would have open APCs, which you as an endodontist would know would make it more challenging for you to do. So if I can avoid an endo, cost, expense, and time on a kid, and do an indirect pulp cap, which has been shown. Bruce Fairhair did all the work on this and showed that the, within uh, about 30 days, the bacteria is dead and you can't cultivate or culture any bacteria after about 30 days. So it just knocks out the bacteria in there. And the studies, what makes it very easy is you don't even have to take much of any of the caries dentin out just by putting the um, biodentin on top, glass of cement on top of that, and then uh, restore, done a great service for
0: the patient. That's a great service to the patient, especially in the cases, as you mentioned, where the root apices haven't matured and obturating immature root apices, as we all know, can be quite challenging, and the success rate is of course not as high when compared to operating a fully formed root system. If our listeners have any questions, can they reach out to you, Dr. Gisby, via email?
1: Oh sure, um, as, as you noted in your brief introduction to me, I lecture around the country, and I, uh, whenever I give a talk within two or three days, I get people sending me photographs and x-rays and say, "What would you do? We're all here to help out the patient. Why spin your wheels on ice?" trying to figure out how to do it when there might be somebody out there that can just help you out and solve it right away.
0: If anyone wants to reach out to Dr. Kisby, who is truly an expert in the field of pediatric dentistry, please feel free to do so via email. And his email is b-o-o-m-a-l-a-k-a-93 at hotmail.com. That's boomalaka93 at hotmail.com. Thank you, Dr. Kisby, for your time today. And we hope to have you on another podcast in the near future.
1: I'd be glad to. Thank you very much, Phil, because it was really great to be here. Thank you.